All right, welcome to the podcast. This is Light Not Might, the companion podcast to open up yoga teacher training with Danielle Day. I am your host, Danielle Day. This episode is brought to you by Love and Light Salon in Edmonds, Washington. Gorgeous Jessica Luco is my go-to for my blonde, and I just wanted to give her a little shout-out because I couldn't do anything without seeing her every 22 days. Hey, Jess. (laughs) All right, friends, I'm so excited because today we have with us a very special guest, one of my very favorite alumni, Sarah Haynes. Hi, everyone. And Sarah is a graduate from kind of a combo program, right? Yeah, I definitely wanted to see a little bit of everything. Yeah, you started off... (laughs) Several times. Right? Yeah, you started (laughs) off, you were going to be in a group, and then we commuted you to kind of like independent study track. And then Mm. you kind of fell into another group. And how long did it take from start to finish? Because I feel like it started like July 2016. Is that right? Around, yeah. So three years ago, July 2016, I was coming... Every was it every weekend? It was a fast track for about a month and a half, and then I had to take a break. And then I ended up calling you in December, same year, and you're like, "Hey, January, we're starting up again." So then I went to. It was right. It was close to here. Yeah, it was Lakeview. Lakeview, yeah. Um, and then, right before our final, I again had to take a little break, so I didn't graduate with all those people that I was with for those like six or seven months. Um, and then I ended up going and driving with you to Black Diamond Yes, for the final part of it all. Right, yeah. It was so fun because you got to really start from scratch. If I recall correctly. Yeah, I completely started over. Yeah, you had really been practicing a lot of yoga too, like at the time. Like remember when you first began or? Yeah, I had taken my first class in 2016 uh, with a friend in Utah when I was visiting. Um, And that must have been, I don't know, like January, actually. And then I was like, okay, I want to see what I can do at home. When I look at home, I was like, well, shoot, I should be, you know, investing this money to be able to do it myself because I like to do things myself. And then it kind of turned into a passion um, to teach And then, so once I graduated in 2017, then I immediately, in August the following month, started my own business as well. So I'm so proud of you. What's the name of your business, Sarah? Inroot LLC. Cool. So what have you been doing with Inroot LLC? Um, So I'm a a private yoga teacher. So I do yoga parties and I go to people's homes uh, for either private sessions or semi-private. And since then... I've been adding services. So I also became a Reiki level two practitioner and um, a yoga for first responders teacher this July. Wow. So I'm always, and I'm currently in my 500 hour two in the Iyengar tradition for yoga. Congratulations. Yeah, I just can't seem to get enough of school. I don't know. That's awesome. Well, gosh, I'm so excited to learn about everything that you have going on. And I'm so grateful for the chance to sit down with you because a huge goal we have with the podcast is to help anybody who likes yoga imagine the possibilities. And one thing I love about you and about our connection throughout the years has been that you really have a passion for what you see will be, right? Like what you Mm -hmm. visualize, you can actualize. That whole life doesn't happen to you, it responds to you memo. Mm -hmm. So along those lines, how does that resonate with you? 
practice in your calling in your work? Um, so I don't really know how to answer that without kind of diving into a little bit of what took me out and brought me back in. Well, dive yoga. away. We got tea. It's a beautiful okay. day, and we're in these comfy chairs, and so we got all kinds of time. Um. February before in 2016, something had happened in my personal life, and I was still finding that balance between balancing what I wanted to do and like the self-care aspect. So when I came and met you the first time, I was kind of in an interesting place, and I ended up having to leave because it was just, it was too much that I was taking on, and I had to still fly because I'm also a flight attendant. Um, so... Then in uh, December, I that year I felt like I could maybe start to look into the future more. And it was funny because when I called you, I was asking in my head, like I had said, okay, like in the next few months, maybe even the next year, like way out in the future, right? And you were just like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing something in a, like three weeks. <laughs> That's a good Danielle impression. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you're like, you must, you must come. And so in my head in that moment, I was like, well, who am I to say if the stars are aligning to kind of ignore that? So I still said yes to you right away on the phone. Um, in my head, I was like, holy crap, how am I going to do this? Um, and I remember sitting in a circle with all of the students and the question was asked, um, what, what do you hope to have yoga be for you? It was some sort of question like that. And I only remember my answer was, um, I hope that yoga can be the light at the end of the tunnel that I cannot see yet. And, um, that really summed it up in a nutshell, which is why, again, I was able to really hang in there for a good seven months, um, but still going through everything. Uh, I had to take another little break because I think, um, you know, self-doubt has a lot of power as well as the positive affirmation. So trying to, again, find that balance was and still is, you know, an everyday work, but work in progress, I hope. <laughs> right on. Does that inform your calling is how you've seen yourself take steps forward on your journey into the light toward, like you said, the end of a tunnel? Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, uh, teaching people and holding space for them has, has really been kind of the carrot in front of me to keep me going. Uh, I'm slowly working on allowing myself to be the reason, but, but really... I'm I am grateful that I experienced such a low point in my life at the end of the day because I I feel like I really have empathy for people and compassion when they're showing up and if something doesn't seem quite right or if they're in shavasana or if they want to take it slow um, I know exactly what that feels like and I really do have no judgment it's just more of like okay you can that's okay like getting up out of bed and driving here could have been the hardest thing they did that day, but they still showed up. And that was me. Lots of times I just wanted to be around the positive um, people and the energy and in a warm room if I was taking a hot yoga class. And it was like, but it was so many different obstacles that I overcame just to show up there. Um, and so I'm really passionate about 
um, yoga in helping with specifically depression and anxiety um, because it can heal. And um, yeah, I, through through this low, I was really able, that became so crystal clear to me. It was, you know, through experience. Well, that's so. the best place to teach from, isn't it? I mean, sometimes folks doubt whether they are quote unquote ready or enough or, you know, good enough to be a teacher because you know, teachers have it all figured out and then they begin. Like, no, no. Yeah, this, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the perfect crime because by helping other people, you're helping move yourself forward. And mm-hmm. it's so beautiful to see other people make progress that at the end of the day, maybe that's even more important than us feeling like we're making progress. Does that resonate? Yeah. But what's interesting too is, is yet again, I'm faced with a new finding of a balance because... I realized that um, I now have a new pattern of like before I go see a client, I'm actually really happy, but there's a little bit of a lull in between clients because I'm left with myself. Oh, yeah. So it's, um, you know, I I have to be careful because I don't want to uh, have my cup run empty for myself that I no longer can give to others. So that's my my new project, <laughs> my new goal. It. I love it. <laughs> yeah. If you could make a mission statement around your new project, your new goal, if you could summarize it into like something, some kind of caption or mantra that you tell yourself, what what would you say that it, that it's a succinct way that you tell yourself? Okay, I'm doing this. Um, you know that's a really interesting question because I. On this spot, what I find very interesting right now is that, you know, you think like, okay, well, what do I tell myself? And you could pull from that. (laughs) Literally in this moment, I'm realizing there really isn't a whole lot of affirmations that I tell myself because I, I really can't think of anything on when it pertains to me. Yeah. When it pertains to other people, other people, yeah, you show up. You know can, how to work. Yes, and and I think of quotes, and I'm like, oh, that's a really good one, and I can, you know, quote them backwards and forwards here and there. But it's interesting realizing now that I, I don't. Well, that's <laughs> that a, shined a light on that, didn't the, it? Well, there you go. I, I know we're so yoga teachers, aren't we? It's like we can't make small talk. We have to just get to the point. Talk about God and breathing, and <laughs> it's just it's just who we are. Cheers. Yeah. But I love that you're here. And talking to this point, because I'm just so passionate about other people struggling, other people suffering, other people feeling like they want to make a difference, but they, they're like, well, I'm not a whole person yet. I'm still working on me. You know, the memo here might just be that you're enough as you are and simply by the will of your intent to serve other people and hold space for them. Mm-hmm might just be exactly what you need to be. Nothing different, nothing more, nothing fancier, nothing fitter, nothing looking different, just the wanting to be there for somebody else. Does that drive you? In addition to being a very highly organized and successful woman. It it does, it does. And what was also very reassuring um, was, so uh, being a flight attendant, we have what we call jump seat therapy. So basically you're on the back of the plane or the front of the plane, right, in our jump seats, and you're very close together. So even if we don't know someone that we're working with, we might be with them for just that flight or we might be with them with the next four days. So um, the questions, you know, always pop up of, you know, like, oh, are you seeing anybody? Oh, what did you do before this? Um, Just general basic life questions. Um, 
And what I found really fascinating looking back um, is, is how normal being in a low point actually is. Uh, yeah, that's um, normal. That's because, a great word. Yes, because there were um, people that might have been shocked in my current situation. There was people that had advice. There was people that didn't really say anything. They just listened. And those are all fabulous. And then there were people that felt comfortable enough to share their story. And it was people of all different walks of life, of all different ages, um, people that had kids, didn't have kids, you know, different phases of life, right? Um, and we all had a story. And so I was, um, see, I'm 29 now, so I was 27 at the time, 28. So even though I guess I'm relatively young, right, uh, it, I still connected with so many different types of people. Um, so it was like it, at a certain point, life is going to happen. And it's just a matter of realizing that it's normal. What you're feeling is normal. And, um, and it's a phase, you know, and it will pass. So there was a comfort in that, um, you know, hard nonetheless, but still it was comforting knowing that I wasn't alone. And that this isn't your new life. It's just this moment. Right, right. So that was really empowering. Well, that is so cool. You know, I'm curious about how Reiki is is factoring into this because, you know, there's so many fun facets about your craft, you know, so many different traditions in addition to Iyengar, in, in yeah. addition to other modes of fitness that are so interesting about you. Where and how and did Reiki come to you? And like, what's the deal with that? How does that inform your yoga teaching or your life? I'm, I'm still pretty new to that idea. So... Yeah, you'll you'll realize after this conversation here that being at my low point really opened up the door to so many other things. <laughs> That's the gift. So, what a great so thing. So because I was, I'll just say it, I was, I was desperate to feel something different than the low that I was in, right? So I was tired of feeling that way. So I was like, let's go to a psychic. Let's do this and that. And I um, actually was... So I, I love pole fitness. That is so cool. <laughs> um, and so um, I was actually at a workshop uh, called Finding Your Freestyle uh, in Everett at Rive. And uh, Tracy was leading a, a workshop and it was a, a weekend intensive. And so the exercise uh, happened to be dealing with... Um, it was she had looped like uh, five songs together, like little bits and pieces, and we were to explore our sexuality. So the masculine side, feminine side, basically any song uh, that would elicit something. We were to explore the different sides of that right there, and that happened to just be the crux of one of my main issues that I was currently dealing with. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to think about that, you know. So we're I'm dancing and we're partnered up. And um, it was it was hard. It was therapeutic, um, uh, kind of facing it right on. Uh, and at the end, right afterwards, we all were in a circle and we partnered up. And um, I was with my partner, and we each had our hand on each other's heart, and then we uh, covered their hand on our heart. And Tracy started to say that the new that next exercise was going to be to um, say an affirmation 
but you'd be saying it to your partner and then they'd be repeating that affirmation in, uh, to themselves. So the very first one was, um, I am enough. And my partner said it to me. She said, you are enough. And then it was my turn to repeat that to myself. And I could not, I could not say the words. And, um, all I could remember was, I don't want to ruin this for everyone else. And so I took myself out of the room and I went out the door to the hallway and I had my very first panic attack. And um, even through it, though, I was trying to be quiet because I didn't want to ruin it. You're so thoughtful, Sarah. <laughs> That's else. so you. I was like, what is this You know, new thing happening to me? But um, my partner ended up coming out and you know, just kind of being there. Um, and what I hadn't realized is up until then, I had been stopping and stifling the emotions down so much that it had bubbled up to where I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. My nervous system was like, no, we need to like reset. Like, the, you know, it just took over. Um, and Tracy actually ended up coming into the hallway and she was like, do you feel like you can lay down? So I laid down and um, she was like, do you care if I, if I do something? And I said, yeah, sure. So I had my eyes closed. I was still twitching, but I wasn't hyperventilating anymore. Um, and she was like, don't try and stop any movements, right? Because it's your body is just, it needs to complete the process. And um, so I just had my eyes closed and you know, wearing in pole, you don't really wear too much. So um, I had a lot of skin exposed. And I remember being like, wow, like her hands feel really hot. And um, I just opened my eyes for a second, but her hands were above me. And then I closed my eyes and I was like, well, that's weird, you know. And then two seconds later, she had put her hands on top of me and they were like ice cold. So it was like I just focused on the breath and relaxing and it was like I had the best massage ever because I was just completely relaxed. And it was, I was like, wow. I was like, I don't know what just happened, but something happened. Clearly. I mean, you went from a panic attack to feeling like you had just received a therapeutic massage. Yeah. Like my, like my muscles weren't tight. Like I felt like butter. Um, and so it, I was like, okay, so I kind of put a pin in it and, um, you know, I'll, I'll chew on that later, but I just, I noted it. And, um, a few months went by and, um, I think I was actually, uh, that was in January of 2017 actually. Uh, and a few months later, I, I think I went to Rebecca and Rebecca is a teacher at Rye, another pole instructor. And she also does Reiki and hair and she has her own little side gigs right um as well and so I asked her you know because I was like I need another hit of something you know and so she's like yeah okay come on over and um and so again I was kind of a skeptic um but I went in and it was interesting because my, my left arm went numb and basically you're just sitting on a, you're not sitting, you're laying down on a massage table and, um, and 
So I was like, okay, well, I'm just laying in Shavasana, basically. So I've had massages before. So why, why am I going numb? Uh, and she said that might happen. So I just kind of took note of it. Um, and she did my front side, and then you turn over, and she did my back side. And I always like to not say anything. I always like to have the practitioner or the psychic say whatever first because I don't want to uh, dilute the credibility of it in my own mind, right? So I said, oh, well, you know, do you, um, do you, did you, had anything happen or anything like that? And she was like, well, your throat chakra, I felt like I was choking when my hands were above your throat, which makes total sense because in my situation, I really wasn't speaking my so truth. So she herself felt? She herself had like felt that. Yeah. Because you were holding back something that you wanted to say and share and needed to yeah. express. Wow. And I wasn't sharing it with anyone. Oh, my God. Um, and so I, um, and then she also, again, she felt my sacral and root chakra. And she said, she describes it as period cramps. So again, kind of, you know, the same area. Um, and what's interesting is that uh, going through the Reiki uh uh, training, I guess. I don't know if it's more of an awakening or not, but um, they're they're very specific that that Reiki is energy healing, and from that intuition and kind of nurturing that intuition, psychic abilities can come from that. But Reiki is not psychic, um, so they're very different. But but when you're you know focusing on intuition and and sensations and um, all that kind of makes sense that they can kind of come together. Yeah, because this, is this all in the purview of like the right hemisphere of the brain? Like, is that what we're, we're tapping into? Like, um, that I don't know. It'd be interesting to, to know yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, wild. Um, yeah. So what did you do next? You went to a, a training slash awakening? Like- yeah, so, my, so I actually had a third one that cemented it for me. So my third experience was... Um, Gosh, I guess it's two years ago now when my cat had passed away. I'm very sorry for your loss. Um, yeah, Leo. And um, it was very unexpected, right? So uh, blood work was fine three weeks before, and then all of a sudden it was like completely different, and he was just gone. Um, and so uh, I wasn't dealing with that quite well. It was the first time where death was really unexpected, um, I've had pets before, right? So um, there's a certain amount of uh, comfort that comes from having lived a long life, and it just felt like his was cut short. Um, so I wasn't dealing with that, and I was seeing him in dreams, and um, when I dream, I dream very vivid, so I dream where I fall asleep. And so I would wake up, and I wasn't sure if it was real or not, but he was in my dream, so it was like, constantly going from it felt like whiplash honestly so I, I ended up having a layover uh in Newark and I remember Tracy lived in Brooklyn from the finding your freestyle right and so I was like hey can I have a Reiki session and she's like yeah come on over I was like okay I get in at like night at night I'd never taken the subway or like ventured around like like in any capacity, right? So I'm going to Penn Station and and 24 hours before that I had had a I had gotten sick. So it was like a 24-hour bug, but I was 
so bound and determined to get to Tracy. And I was able to pound it out. I took like a whole cocktail of things and um, it worked out, thank God. But because of that, my muscles were really tight, you know, from being sick. And so I'm, I'm going to Brooklyn and all I told her was that my cat had passed away and I was having, um, I was really struggling with it. And that's all I told her. And so I, um, again, was like, okay, let's see what happens. And uh, it, was, uh, it was really interesting. This particular time, I saw lots of colors and patterns. So when her hands were on my feet, I, it was um, like a pulsating in the roof of my mouth, but it wasn't my heartbeat. It was like a double heartbeat. It was really strange. And as soon as she lifted her hands off, it went away. I was like, okay, moving on. We'll see what's God's, what's next. And um, I didn't have my eyes open. I had my eyes closed for the majority of the time. But um, the patterns that I did see were kind of like, a, I describe it as Windows Media Player, how you'd be able to play music and you'd see those different patterns that you could create with the colors. <laughs> so what I was seeing was something like that. It was a black abyss and then it had a, a color, circles that were kind of like ripples. Wow. Yeah. And they were green, blue, and yellow. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then I also saw kind of like uh, uh, waves. So again, it was black and then it was like white static waves. Like it felt like we're washing over me uh, horizontally. And then it felt like when you're driving down the freeway, street lights that, um, you know, the, there's the patches of black and then the street light. So it's kind of that white, black, white, black. And it was going uh, vertically down me over and over. And at the very end, um, I saw, it was interesting because I was having the reaction of tears, but I wasn't actively crying. So there was like, you know, tears falling from my eyes, but I w it wasn't active. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was crying, but like water was coming out of my eyes. <laughs> and then um, the last image that I saw was the last image um, with Leo before the vet came to the house. And it was, um, he was looking out the main window, uh, sitting on top of the couch. And I was resting my head on the top of the couch, just looking at him. And that was the, uh, the last, you know, image there in, in the Reiki session. So again, I asked her, I was like, okay, did you see anything? And she was like, well, I saw lots of movements. And, um, oh, I forgot to say, before, the reason why I guess I started crying was because Leo, his face, it was almost like he was right in front of me. Like his, his face was just right here. Oh. And, um, and then at the very end, I saw the picture of, you know, him and I at the window. And so she had said that she saw lots of movement and... Uh, she described the colors of green, blue, and yellow. And she was like, and then I saw you with Leo kind of like looking outside. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's and I, amazing. And I lost it. <laughs> and she was like, you may, you may feel thirsty and you may feel tired, so just take it easy. So um, as I'm going back to my hotel, right, in Newark, um, I'm sitting on the, uh, subway and 
all of a sudden I realized like, wow, like I am again, completely relaxed. Like my back wasn't hurting anymore and my shoulders weren't tight. I was like, well, that's very interesting. And I get to my hotel room and all of a sudden I was so thirsty. Now Uh we have, now we have liter, 1.5 liter bottles um, that we serve on the plane and then we can take empties back with us. So I had already like filled it up and topped it off. I drank three fourths of that thing straight out the gate. And I'm someone who is struggling to, to drink water. Like I have to have alarms on my phone. I swear to drink <laughs> water. Cause I'm like a camel. I can go two days without drinking water. And I wonder why I have a headache. And so, and so I was like, wow. But I, again, just felt so relaxed. And that week when I got back, I had a dream of Leo and um, it was so sweet because he had come in, but then he left and I wasn't sad. Like in the dream. Sarah. I know. I'm a tear up right here. And you have Kleenex right um, darling. But so it just was, it felt like there was really a completion. Yeah. What an, what an honor to be able to complete and say goodbye. And- yeah. So, so, so through those experiences, um, I just, I really felt like, you know, I don't know what's happening, but it's, it's clear to me that something is happening. And so um, actually, uh, it was another moment of the stars aligning. And um, Marianne Ames, who owns uh, Bliss Yoga Yay, Studio baby. in Monroe, uh, she had favorite. posted that she was opening up, um, uh, I think it's a School of Light, uh, something like that. But uh, Cool. Yeah. So it was a Reiki program that they were adding into it. And so I was like, all right, here's someone that I personally really like, and I just feel good in her studio. Um, and so I just said, yes, it, was, it wasn't really a question of how am I going to make this work? It was just like... It's a yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then she had Reiki level two and I said yes to that too. And so it's just been kind of fun. It's, um, I am, because I am, I am still practicing and I'm very new to it. Um, I'm just offering free Reiki to anyone. So I still go to people's homes and, you know, have the whole setup and everything. So well, cool. Well, we'll um, definitely put links to how to get a hold of you. Yes. And I, it's, it's my, it's my worker. thank you for letting me practice. You're a light worker. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been really kind of fun. It's been really fun. Now, is there something to do with animals specifically with your craft, with pets and the Reiki? Um, well, Leo was the last one, so we don't have we don't have um, any more fur babies in the house. And last night was actually the first um, time where I said to my mom, "Oh, you know, a thought ran across my head of it'd be kind of fun to have a little puppy or something." Um, it's still not the right timing financially, but it was the, I was very adamant and very against it. It made me very uncomfortable, um, up until last night where the first seed, I guess, was planted. So, (laughs) um, that was interesting, but, but Reiki can work on animals. Um, it's literally a universal energy, um, that, uh, flows through the practitioner, kind of like water through a hose to the recipient, and um, even if I'm touching, let's say, your shoulders or beaming on your shoulders and uh, your knee is bothering you, 
the Reiki is going to go where it's needed within your body. So it's a very, um, I don't know, productive comes to mind. It knows what it's doing. Huh. And so it's, it's pretty much like a, they, they call it an attunement. So they opened the, my third eye and my palms um, and put the Reiki symbols on my hands and I guess into me. Um, and, and so, yeah. That's it's so it's cool. definitely further down the woo-woo path, but <laughs> having experienced it three times pretty powerfully, yeah. I, I can't really deny it. No, you know, I mean, that's the perfect ambassador for such an offering is somebody who's yeah. not just visited once or twice, but, you know, three times to the point where you're like, okay, I'm on board and I want to get involved. Is this something that you offer adjacent to yoga or or in partnership with yoga? And to me, my mind is kind of blown that there's also Iyengar thrown in there because it's like the opposite of woo-woo. The, you know, Iyengar is so precise and there's so many rules that I just can't hang. And that's how I, I was know. trained. I was trained Iyengar. <laughs> so that's why I have a little PTSD about, here's how you fold a blanket. Fringe to fringe, fringe to no fringe. God help you if you put anyone into Sharvangasana without the proper, you know, up to code <laughs> blanket configuration. How does this factor in? Um. So... What I like about, um, I should say, what I love is that I'm really able to customize the experience for the individual. So if someone's like, you know, I, I want to move and I want to relax and I feel like I'm going through some things, um, each client is different in terms of their goals or where they currently are that day. So um, everything is customizable. So I've, I've done uh, a slow flow, you know, yoga session for like 30 minutes and then 15 minutes of yin and then, um, you know, like 10 minutes of Reiki. So it's, I just, I love that I can do that. That's <laughs> it's my awesome. It's my passion because um, yoga, as we all know, isn't one size fits all. And there's, I, I love that I was introduced to yoga with teaching with you through all levels all the time. Um, and I just really kind of, I feel like ran with that um, into bringing it to people that, you know, that need it, that maybe can't go to a yoga studio. And I actually have um, a client who she, she went to yoga studios asking for private sessions and they turned her away. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me because all yoga teachers can. They're independent contractors. Yeah, I always say that so, the classes you teach are kind of like the loss leader for your product you're offering because yeah. that opens a door to helping yeah. people more individually or collectively in retreats and workshops. That, that's bizarre. Yeah, so um, I was glad she found me. Yeah, um, she won a prize. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, oh, gosh, you're sweet. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah. Just customizing everything because it can even change day to day. It can even change um, an hour before the session. Um, so I, I get anxiety over choreography. <laughs> it's just something that I love to dance. I love all of that. But if I'm moving to someone else's rhythm in their head, um, for some reason, it, it just stresses me out. So I also loved that you taught us with a structure that we can come back to kind of like 
I, I always imagined it like a little kid running to their mom and just touching base and then going back to Aww. play with the other kids. Yay. And so um, that's how I started teaching. And then I just ventured out into like, I don't even know. I have like maybe two poses I really want to teach today. And depending on who's in the room. That's what and it's about. Everything like Good that, job, Sarah. Being able to do it on the spot. Yes. Um, not, I made this at home. Hope it works out for you. Yeah. Keep up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, again, running with that into the private sessions or even like a yoga party, right? Things change last minute all the time. <laughs> and so... Really strengthening that muscle has been super fun. Um, yeah, because if I'm not worried, then they're not worried. Which That's is that right. We're focusing exactly. on them. And if even if you are worried, you guard that secret with your life. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So true. Um, but yeah, and I really think um, once I graduated, I I was about let's see, around two years into flying, I was like really struggling with it. So I've been flying now for five years. Um, so it kind of also synced up with when I was really wondering if I could fly for a long time or what was I going to do for the rest of my life? Because flying, it just was not challenging enough. You know, wondering if someone's going to want ice in their Coke or not was just not making my day. And sitting in a hotel room, um, was also not making my day. Just felt like wasted time, like I wanted to do something. And so once I became a teacher, um, it filled that void immensely. And I always offer free yoga and now Reiki uh, for crew on layovers all the time. That's great. So it's been fantastic. It was good practice for me. Um, and then and now it's just a thing. So yeah, it's pretty well, fun. What's next? What's next? Like, what are you visualizing that you want to share? Um, well, there's actually quite a few what's next. Um, so it looks like next year in September, I'll be going to massage school. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and that's spurred from a previous passion that I just never did. Um, but also it, it looks like it could help my mom, um, with her journey as well, um, in terms of getting better. And so, uh, her and I are actually teaming up to send me to massage school. So I'll be her personal masseuse. That's and of course it crime. goes well with <laughs> yoga and everything like that. Oh, you're so, going to be a triple threat. So stay, yeah, stay tuned. I'll, I can <laughs> come to your house and really do anything. Nice. Um, and then, uh, eventually I want to get my yoga, uh, therapy license. So my 2000 hour, um, and then, Two and a half years down the road, my mom and I are going to buy a plot of land and open up a retreat center. So exciting! Um, yeah, in 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 which state? In in Washington. Oh, yeah, that. definitely more on the south end. Okay, um, but yeah. Okay, but I guess those are the big plans. I should say that there is a smaller one that's actually being formulated right now. What's um, that? With uh, Kirsten. Oh, uh, cool! Yeah, so her and I. Um, there was actually a, it's so funny how things pop up. So it's kind of like trusting your intuition and not worrying about if it's weird or not. There was a situation with um, this owner. I didn't know she was the owner, but uh, Chelsea, who owns uh, Wildwood in Granite Falls yeah. Yoga Studio. Oh, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, 
and her name is Chelsea Rose, I believe. Anyway, so she, I had followed an event that was going to be happening and um, it had canceled. And she said something had happened with one of the teachers. Well, Kirsten was one of the teachers. So I had the idea, well, I would want to reach out and like have everyone be successful. And because that's kind of the yoga community, right? You help each other out. And so um, instead of stifling down that intuition, I ran with it and I told Chelsea like, hey, I'm in Lake Stevens. If you ever need a substitute, like let me know. And then I reached out to Kirsten to make sure that she was okay because I wasn't sure if it was her. And um, then not even two days later, I don't think I um, had the idea of, well, shoot, what if I teamed up with Kirsten to teach um, this project that I'm working on, which is called functional yoga. So it's kind of Functional yoga is the result of all of my different trainings combined into this one workshop or class. So I know that I can teach six people safely with alignment because I am such a stickler for safety and alignment um, and not injuring anyone or letting them injure themselves. There you go. (laughs) So it's like I have like eagle eyes. (laughs) And... um, and so I was like, if I had another pair of eyes, I could teach more people. So um, I teamed up with Kirsten and we... And I'm sorry, but Kirsten puts the fun in functional. Okay? <laughs> I know. She's, she's awesome. so fun. She does amazing lashes and she also has her 200 hour. Um, and so uh, we actually just had a meeting, I think last week. Yeah. And um, we have so many different parallels in terms of where we want to go, she also wants to do her yoga therapy 2,000 hour and is currently on track for her 500 hour. And we were both going through a hard time in our 200 hour training. So it's like, I am so excited. Oh, and we both did our first retreats in August of this year. Congratulations. So where did you do that? I did that in uh, Dashpoint. Uh, yeah, in down south. So with another friend. Awesome. Look yeah. at you. You're so I'm really, it all so I'm really excited. Yeah. This Saturday, we're actually meeting up again to um, go over the details and what I need from her and everything. Will you give so. her a big old hug <laughs> from me. I love our community. There's so I many will. good-hearted light workers, And I mm-hmm. love us bonding together as not just light workers and yoga teachers, but independent business women. Mm-hmm. You know, having each other's back, looking out for each other being 100% supportive. What is it yeah. that you envision for this this project, this company, this alliance? With Kirsten or yeah. in general? Yeah, well, just in general. Like this whole thing that you're unlocking is in a key area of the state too because it's really expansive right now, that area. Yeah, so it's all supporting my end dream of having a retreat center but not, not even um, a yoga retreat center, just a space where other people who have a craft can share their gifts that might not want to have the overhead, right? Yeah, right. So um, a place where community can really gather, and um, that's really what I want. I don't want it, again, it's, I don't want it to be about me. Like, I don't want to be teaching all the time, and it's just my philosophy and my ideas. I want it to be really infused with with everyone's ideas. So I have ideas of um, uh, a beekeeper, maybe, who wants to have bees, right, and have honey. Um, I have uh, ideas of uh, urban uh, workshops of how to do urban farming. 
So having gardening, uh, people who might have livestock, because I want like 20 acres minimum. So I have, want lots of space to accommodate lots of different passions for different people that is sustainable. There you go. Um, and a place where people can gather and get a taste of so many different ideas. And that's really what I want. That's kind of like, that reminds me a lot of the creative workspace buildings. You know, Kirsten is lashes out mm-hmm. of one of those. I'm kind of imagining that this 20 acres is a little bit like that. Like, yeah. here's your key. Here's your door. Here's your square footage. Uh-huh. Run with it. Yeah. And for you to not have to be responsible for all the things going on, but you just be like, I got this real estate. Have at yeah. it. And what an offering for the world. I want people to reconnect to nature and reconnect with each other. And I want to nurture those relationships. That sounds very so healing. So I want lots of walking paths and even a space for a silent retreat. Um, just, yeah. And I and it, the way that I also see it too is I, I want, I've talked to a flight attendant and she did a trade service at a retreat center in Europe. And so she would clean and in place she had, or in trade, she had um, a place to stay and she could participate um, but there was a trade service there. So it was, again, nurturing that support of we support each other uh, because we have common ideas and goals um, that will help perpetuate that. So I I imagine having, you know, yurts all over the place. Nice, and, nice. <laughs> the synergy. Having a place for people. That's yeah. amazing. And and what you see will be. Yeah. You know, I'm so excited to see this, you know, progress, and now that you've said it out loud, mm-hmm. I have this. Fun oh, I've saying, been saying it out right? loud. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm obsessed with a new saying. It's like what you see will be, but what you say is on the way. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me, Sarah. Um, we're gonna put links to all your projects, all your alliances. And some links to the friends that we mentioned here. Yeah. Anybody else you want to give a shout out to, so we can represent. Um, I don't know if it sounds cliche, but just thank you to everyone who I've met who has listened to me, who has given me advice, um, different perspectives, um, and encouraged me. Uh, you, Danielle, have been so pivotal in my journey. And, um, and my sister and my mom, especially. Um, but yeah, just... To all the people who I who I had just met that listened, um, just being human to human and sharing and being vulnerable, it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the little jump seat therapy we've done today <laughs> in these sheepskin covered chairs and 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 shout out to Leo. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, and what airline do you fly for? I kind of feel like we better like throw that out there. <laughs> Alaska Airlines. Yeah. Our favorite. <laughs> Okay, we fly pretty much only Alaska, pretty much only because of the fruit and cheese plate. (laughs) I've eaten so many of those things. It's unreal. (laughs) It's so good. All right, well, Sarah Uh, Haynes, you're the best. And what's your website again? www.inroottoday. That's so cool. All right, well. Inroot.today, I should say. Inroot.today.com. Oh, fantastic. All right, well. (sighs) No.com. Oh, sorry. Okay. What is it? <laughs> www.inroot.today. Dot today is a, is a thing. Neat. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like the day part. 
<laughs> All right. Well, namaste, my friend. And friends, thank you so much. If you want to catch up with Sarah, again, we're going to put lots of links up to what she's got going on. And we have session number 56 of our 200-hour program coming up in Arlington at the Your Hot. Oh, you are nice. hot. Yeah, Brad uh, gave me a phone call. He's like, hey, uh, we'd like to uh, offer a teacher training where people emerge ready to teach after graduation. So that's starting September uh, like 9th, I think. And then session 57 is at Get Zen in Bellevue in the winter, January 25th. It's on a new moon. It's on the Chinese New Year, the oh, Lunar wow. New Year. So Gong Hee Fa Choi, that'll be a good time. I definitely <laughs> recommend Danielle. She's amazing. Thanks back at you, boo. All right. Well, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.